This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Please welcome the man behind the madness. Your host and audio flavor maestro, Marquise Edwards. What's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode of Strictly Forbidden Flavors. It's just me and Zone this time, no guests, but it's always going to be a fun-filled conversation. Hope everybody's doing good in 2022, staying safe, staying blessed, staying educated, elevated. So today, we're probably going to give a few dating tips uh, just for me and her. That's the be our main topic today, but we'll catch up on just current events and things like that that's been happening. Um, so we'll talk about those. Say what's up to everybody for a zone. So they won't know I'm crazy. I'm not talking to myself. He talking to himself. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, we we got to know each other a bit already. So we we'll just talk about a few current events just to know one before we get into our main topic. So two things happen zone. I don't know if you know about both of them, um, but uh, there was. I think we talked about this on previous episodes before. You know, the baby and his little girlfriend baby mother whatever they have you know broke up and did the public humiliation and stuff like that so recently uh her brother uh, pulled up on him i guess and the, the bowling oh, alley tried to yeah. talk, tried to talk to him and they didn't beat the boy up stomp them all out and and he's filing charges for emotional and physical damage and uh and stuff like that do you think that was a setup or you think that the baby just keeping it too real and he's stupid for doing that because i think i don't there's no indication that the guy started a fight. He came. He came to talk, and which I don't think was smart. I don't think it was smart, but no. Nah, I just you- first of all, I, I followed the BS, and not because I, you know, I have feel about the, the racial thing. But you called him out on social media about when you see him, you gonna whip his ass on sight. That was your fault. Yeah, so yeah, when you saw the baby, and you know he has a full entourage. You should have just <laughs> zoomed him. Because at that point, you didn't think that he wasn't going to hold that too, because you put it out on social media, and we keep saying social media is a platform that will get you killed or get you fame. But you put it on social media. Oh, when I see the baby, but disrespecting my sister, which I'm gonna say again, she went back, which made you look even more stupider because she went back to the baby. So you fought, and you got beat up for what? Because if she would have stayed away, I'd have been like, dang, your brother fought for your honor, maybe. But you went right back to the same brother, the same guy that that was, I guess, a cheater and got of this and put you out the house and whatever else y'all was going through. You turned around and still went back to him. And then your brother decided to see him in a bowling alley. I don't understand what made sense in any of that because you 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 asked for that. I don't blame the baby. I'm just mad because again, it was too funny to watch him slip and fall. You know, you don't fight in no goddamn bowling alley knowing the ground is slippery. He got his ass whooped. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, but he gonna get paid. He gonna get paid off of that though. He gonna get paid because he didn't throw the. Pro- I mean, but he, he did provoke threat. it. He threw out the threat, yes, but I don't know how in court. You know how you know how it is in court. The baby have to throw. He gonna throw some money out there to get that settled. So I, I don't know. Like that, I don't. Yeah, I don't keep up with all that. But I, I guess hearing you say it now, he did. 
ignite the smoke and then he, when the smoke start to flame and he, he yep. <laughs> you can't put no threats out there people don't forget i know that's like a big thing people don't forget and it wasn't even that long ago that he said it either so you can't make them, them threats because yeah, as soon as he saw you that's all he that's all he remembered this is the one who said he's gonna whoop me on site <laughs> yep. uh, also in trending news this is probably like the most irrelevant news to even talk about but uh Kanye broke up with his with his little girlfriend that he had. She he broke up with her. Up. She dumped him. Uh, she dumped him. And she they broke up. What what whatever happened? What everybody thought that she was being used as a um a get back to to make Kim jealous anyway. What you think? You think she was being used? You think Kanye was really in love? Or you think he's just trying to rebound quickly because Kanye? Think about him with this whole relationship. He was with her physically, yes, and taking pictures with her, but then at the same time. He was always talking about Kim or saying something about Kim and posting about Kim. And then she came out later and said that Kanye told her to, you know, uh, publicize everything he was doing for us. So I think she just was being used, even though she said that she was hustling him, too. I don't know which one of them to believe. Well, who do you think is telling the truth? And do you think it was is it even worth talking about? It's probably not worth talking about, but we're talking about it anyway. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, look. It's just more personal. I, honestly, Kanye gets everything he deserves. Like, whether he was using her or she was using him. Kanye, you sold out, bro. That's all I'm going to say. You got mm. with the Kardashians. Well, first of all, any guy, y'all know how I feel about that subject. But he gets everything he deserves. This girl, she went, if, if she knew she was being used, I'm quite sure she would have kept it going. I'm sure it's more behind that than they're actually telling. So mm-hmm. whatever is happening, because it's Kanye, I don't even come on, bro. I, I can't even <laughs> talk about Kanye because I don't. At this point, Kanye just needs. To, he after a while, he's going to be institutionalized because Kanye is just. I don't even know what he's talking about the brother. Yeah, he's going to have a Wendy Williams moment. I mean, that's a subject I, I did want to touch on. I, uh, that was a weird subject too. Oh, <laughs> leave the people alone. And our final, our final. Uh topic is which this is what made push the record button y'all just so y'all know because this was interesting i'm a sports i'm a sports guy i started super bowl uh it was i, I guess a it. decent it was a decent game zone out there getting them getting them coins so she missed the game but i watched it uh most of it i'm overseas so it's like three four in the morning i fell asleep on like <laughs> third quarter but i saw the i saw the highlights in the morning from you on youtube pretty good game close and everything like that uh a lot of people said the Rams bought a Super Bowl, but that's we're not talking about sports here. Yeah, we're talking about the thing we're talking about is that great halftime show that rekindled my childhood that had Dr. It was called Dre Day, Dr. Dre, Mary J, Snoop, Eminem, a surprise uh song by 50 Cent and Kendrick Lamar. It was fire. And I'm, I and Zone said she agrees with me. No, it she was, didn't. It was fire. Oh, oops. Oh, <laughs> what y'all say? You said you it wasn't that, and I, I I need to know why because let me first let me tell why I loved it why I loved it mm-hmm. uh, I love that it showed the unity of all of the people who when I was growing up all of the nostalgia and unity of all the West Coast people and all of the that era you know uh, and a funny funny thing is people were talking about Fifty Cent size you know he was two thousand and three so now that was nearly like nineteen years ago. And people that's watching it ain't the same size that it was when they was watching the damn watching him in two thousand three. And they got because people, the, the black community, 
Black Twitter always trying to join on somebody all the time. Like he don't, he was upside down. So of course he looked a little more chubby when he upside down. Cause when he stood up, he looked, he looks, he still looks normal. No homo, he looks normal. No, he you didn't. Know? He like a Teddy Graham. I wish y'all. I mean, he looked like a Teddy Graham laying upside down. When he stood up, <laughs> he still like a Teddy Graham. Man, Fifty looked the same. He's a little bit older. He's big. He he's buffer or whatnot. Good. I, huh? He good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he, he eating good. And then Eminem took the knee because he's still trying to show his solidarity to the to the to the the, the cause for black people. Even though I, I guess it's not trendy no more. So people are like, why is he doing it? Why is he doing it? And then somebody said he's trying to do it to panic to the black community. I'm like, that man don't need our money. I think that's just who he is. And he he's not doing it when everybody else is trending. I thought it was I thought it was a great way to disrespect the NFL because the NFL has a problem with it um on on the biggest stage ever. Um, and then, you know, they have Mary J and people was uh, criticizing Snoop for it was criticizing Snoop Dogg for hitting the J before he got on stage. Snoop Dogg, of all people, I said, the people who are complaining about him, I don't think you all know who Snoop Dogg is. So I thought it was a good performance. You said you thought what you, you didn't think so. I thought it was great. I liked the energy, I liked the color. I liked the unity, the unity of it. Kendrick was great. I liked the, all of the choreography. I thought it was live. So you thought it was the greatest of all time, greatest Super Bowl show of all time? You're so funny. And, <laughs> and, and I don't know what y'all was looking at. It was, I mean, it wasn't enough for me to write home about. I mean, oh, man. I, oh, man. I, I personally skipped through a lot of the every 10 second forwards because it was, it wasn't enough for me. Not saying that nostalgia isn't great, it just wasn't for me. And <laughs> now, again, the only fascinating thing, I love Kendrick Lamar, so I did watch all the way through for Kendrick. I did. But everybody else, I 50, I washed them, but not washed them. Drain them, I kind of seen it, but wasn't interested. The only highlight I could probably say was Mary J. Vi's boots. Her boots and her outfit. Now <laughs> that, her, 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 I'm going into a seizure dance, I'm so tired of seeing. There's not an episode where Mary J. don't come out. She come out with some banging boots. Now, I'm going to say that. Mary come out with some banging gear. But beyond that, the lip syncing, all that... <laughs> At some point, I want to hear y'all live. They were lip syncing. So, with that being said, she truly just—I don't know how many times I can watch that poor lady look like she about to tip over. She got that zip or stuck look. Like she, she, she leads to that one little side, and you know she. Oh, Lord. I mean, y'all come on, y'all know when they did the Murray J. Brown oh. challenge, everybody know she had that stuck look. Like when she tipped to the side but never trip, she just has that. I don't know what her seizure thing is, but beyond that, now what would have wowed me is if they would have bought in a hey, Doctor. I mean, if you would have bought in a hey, let me surprise y'all and show y'all Biggie ain't dead or Tupac is still alive. Now that would have wowed me, but this performance, I was like, yeah, Beyonce and Bruno Mars probably had a better performance. I would have preferred to see again. This right here was nothing for me to go right home about. They didn't do anything exciting. They didn't perform anything that really made me go, ooh, it was nothing. That's just me. They, re- they represented for the West Coast. I don't give a damn that's what's done to your mama. It still was dry. <laughs> what? Like I said again, I can't go through it three times. Maybe I missed something. I don't know what y'all were hyped about, but it wasn't nothing for me. The only thing that I wish they would have did was gave a shout out to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, shout out to Nipsey Hussle and Ice, I think it was Mr. Ice Cube too. Mr. Ice Cube. Ice Cube is another West Coast icon. But other than that, I nope, can't. You could have Easy. Oh, dang, Easy Dead. I was gonna say yeah. Easy E, but and bought and bought the the Tupac hologram thing that they they said they be having too. But that's See? me being picky. 
they did what they did and they did what they could. NFL NFL wasn't let them just take over the whole half halftime show. But hey, hey, she said it was basic. I said I thought I give it a solid eight. I liked it because I mean I was glad to see three something. So, oh, ooh, that's ooh, that's three. Okay, we we'll move on from that one then. So today, guys, gals, it is still. February. It's still Black History Month. We ain't talked about them Black History Wild. It's all it's all good though. It's all good though. But um we're gonna talk about <laughs> some uh dating tips here. We're gonna talk about some dating tips, just dating uh topic for all you lovers out there. Cause I mean Valentine's Day is over. You all heard our Valentine's Day episode. So now everybody going back to being the main or the side, whatever you was. Or you broke up. We don't know what happened because I saw the celebrities like, you know, showing all of the lavish things they was doing. But all of y'all back to y'all regular scheduled programs now. Mm. The hype is over. The hype is over now. It's back to reality. So if you was a side, you might have got upgraded to a main, but we don't know. You might still be there. And if you was a main, you might have got the same thing the side got. You so hey, I'm yep. glad everybody is <laughs> we glad everybody is fine. But I'm gonna ask them some uh, a few questions, about five tips for dating, and we, I'm gonna see what she says, and I'm gonna comment back and and return. And hopefully, you all get some out of this because y'all know we both have different opinions on things, and sometimes we agree on things too. But we're gonna see where it goes from here. So, Zone, your first question for you is: What is one thing you're deeply proud of, but would never put on your resume? What kind of goddamn what? <laughs> What what is one thing that you are deeply proud of, but you will not put on your resume? When it comes to dating, when it comes to dating, yeah, I mean talking about jobs. No, no, I'm trying to think. You, I, I don't know why I was thinking jobs, but because <laughs> you, because you work too much, that's why yeah, you're always like, working. You clocked in like we talking about work. Now we talking about yeah. we're talking about with dating. We're talking about with dating. What is one thing? <sighs> That is a damn good question. I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad it's a good question. That's why we asked it. Hey, this is real time. So hey, she get a little time to think about it. Something. something you go that first because I'm trying to. Think. How, you, how you gonna put me first? I can't think of anything I could be proud of that will go on that. I mean, it's a, it's a I, deeply, deeply proud of that you, but you would never put it on your resume. Well, I don't want to go with sex because I'm terrible. Well, <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess I can start while you're thinking. I think I've changed since since then, but I probably wouldn't put that on my resume. My resume anyway. That a lot of times I've been a sucker for love, a sucker for love, sucker for love. If I feel there's the love was there, boy, you can have you have me on an out of body experience. But I would never put that there because people think shit is sweet. So I wouldn't. I'm very proud that. Um, I do take pride in, in loving someone when I when I when I am in that mindset or whatever, right? But I would not want to put to my resume because people gonna try to play me, and when you try to play me, that's when you know that's when the scripts flip, and now you're gonna see the other side of the hand, and a lot of people don't want to see that. So I would not put that on my resume. I am proud to say you know that I can, if I was in the right mind space, right energy, blah blah. But I can't love somebody I feel like um, genuinely, wholeheartedly, and all that stuff like that. But I ain't putting that shit on my resume because there's too many players out here. And you ain't about to play with me. You play with your kids, don't play with me. Play with, try Jesus, don't try me. So that's one thing I will not put on my resume. 
that I am proud of. Example of your sucker for love moment. Just a good example. A good example of my sucker for love moment. So I'll tell you one thing that why I know sometimes I'm a sucker for love. I don't tolerate disrespecting smart words from anybody. You know, I'm always on the defense clapping back, you know, saying something back. But when I'm in some relationship with somebody, they get away with a lot more shit than anybody. I'm talking about talk like yapping wise, saying some shit, disrespectful shit. They get away with a lot more shit than I would give to anybody else. Cause I, you know, I just feel like, oh, you know. We in this realm of, of love and understanding. It's probably toxic for real, but yeah, uh, that's one thing. That's one thing that I do allow uh, to happen. But I don't. It's not like a deal breaker for me. I'm like, man, you know, anybody else in the world would have said what you said to me. Either it was a male or female. They they bottom lip would be hanging on the ground, or I would be deuces not not talking to you no more. So that's that's one part that I say I would be normally being a sucker because I don't tolerate that with anybody else. But I do let it ride when I'm in a relationship or talking to somebody. You know, the little slick shit they be saying, I'll be letting it ride and I don't take it as I don't I don't pop off the lid, you know, uh at all. So and I and that's knowingly, because I know like soon as soon as somebody says some fucked up shit, I'll be like, I'll be wanna say, bitch, who are you talking to? What are you crazy? But I but I keep, you know, I keep it in. I, I, I suppress it, I control it, I don't say nothing about it, you know, and I just try to move forward from it. But I'll be thinking like if you was anybody else. Boy, you lit the stove and the gas. <laughs> you 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 ignited, you ignited that stove quick, but yeah, that's that's one time I would say. And I and I probably apologize a lot more when I'm wrong or not wrong. Sometimes I know I'll be sometimes I know I'll be sometimes I know I'll be right. And I'll be like, I'm sorry. I'm not, and in my mind be like, damn well, I ain't even do shit. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm just trying to clear the air. So that, that's another time I'll be, you know, sucking for love a little bit, you know, and I'll be like I'm so sorry. And I'll be like, my man, I'm the motherfucker that need to be getting apologized to. But I those those are those are things that I normally do. I don't do it out of like I'm just in some or some highness of, of love or anything like that. I knowingly do those things. <laughs> I knowingly be like, I'm gonna apologize even though I ain't do shit. <laughs> I'm gonna apologize because I'm trying to clear it. That's that's just like I don't know. I guess that seniority or that that maturity to know certain things you gotta do that you can't sweat the small shit. You know, you gotta some some L's in relationship you're gonna take. Or dating, you're gonna take some L's. You ain't gonna win every argument. You're not gonna be right all the time. So you, maturity is knowing like, yeah, sometimes I gotta go ahead and give her that that small W <laughs> for the long run. You know, I gotta give her that W and and, and not trip on that because you trip on too many small things, you won't ever be able to stand up, you know, for anything. So now you didn't have plenty of time to think. So what is one thing that you are deeply proud of but you would never put on your resume zone. Well, in that case, not a damn thing. Because there's <laughs> nothing, nothing that deep that I'm proud of that won't go on my resume. Because I'm going to gloat about everything I do. I don't care if it's, if it's hey, I have everybody's back in my relationship or there's nothing. So we can just cancel that and ask that question. But there's nothing that I won't gloat over. Because if I oh, did, I deserve my, I, I want my flowers because I do it. That's just it. Don't wait to say, well, you should. No, that's like when you do your resume. Do you not put the stuff you think you deserve because you're deeply passionate about it? Like, for example, if you're a hell of a marksman shooter, you're not going to go, I'm not going to put that on my resume because, it, it, you know, us gloating. No, motherfucker, I'm a good ass marksman shooter. I can shoot your mama from 20 blocks away. 
Why would not same thing with my love resume? I'm not going to not put on anything that I'm a proud of. That's why it's called pride. No. So that was a terrible question for me. So I'm everything. Well, there's nothing that I won't do that I won't put on my resume. That's just me. All right. So now you're going to have to answer the next question, though. There's another dating tip. Number two of five. What is the worst piece of advice you have ever been given about dating? Don't have sex on the first date. Worst Why is that the worst advice? It has got to be the worst advice in the world because I've learned nothing else about being married, being in relationships. percent <laughs> of your whole relationship is built around your bedroom and your sexual deviance or whatever you call it. Now, it's a mm-hmm. lot of bad advice out there. For me, that was one of the worst is saying you don't need to have sex on the first date. Boy, but I, I'm telling you, I've waited months. I don't wait a year or maybe almost. I'm saying, let me explain. I probably said I waited. I ain't going to say how many months, how many years I waited to go out on this date with this person and finally get some. Because if I did, this person don't know I'm talking about them. But <laughs> I'm just saying, I waited and waited like everybody said. It was a long wait. And when I say that was the longest wait that was not worth it, less than three minutes and it was like a thousand excuses and the size was nowhere near what they bragged on. I went home so disappointed <laughs> that I called off sex for a long time because my feelings were hurt. So for me, that is probably the worst advice to ever tell. I'm telling you, hey, look, you better get it out there while it's now because I don't want you, I don't want to waste my time. And we can have the greatest conversation in the world. It could be on point mentally, everything. But as soon as we get in the bedroom and ain't dead, everything you said to me is like, wah 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 wah. But every time you told me like that, I don't have nothing else to say to you. I mean, I don't know. I Maybe mean, it's just me. Because now I'm going to have a thousand and one excuses why we can't hang out no more, why you're not coming over my house, why I'm not coming over yours. Only because that right there ruined the whole dynamics of the, the, the yeah. hopeful relationship. Mm. And it's not me being mm. funny, it's me being truthful. But for you, I take a lot of advice. Let me see what's the worst advice I got though. Um, hmm. I don't know if it's the worst or the best because life turns full circle for me sometimes. Because people say, you know, when you first meet somebody, you know, you gotta be like, be like a dog. You know, you can't be, you can't be not. Don't don't give them that nice guy. You know, but it's like you said. <clears throat> It's the, that's back when I was growing up, they said something women like about assholes and people that you know not nice to them and stuff. Like you gotta get them like twenty percent nice and eighty percent dog. But I've kind of, I've kind of gravitated from that. I'm a little more balanced in my lifetime now. But that probably was bad advice because I probably turned around was being an asshole or being mean to somebody who I probably shouldn't have just because I was sticking to the to the script of being an asshole, trying to play difficult or trying to play. You know, like I was, you know, like I'm hard to get or something like that. You know, back in those times, acting like I was a shit. Probably when I was, even wasn't wasn't a shit at all. Um, I think that was probably better. I was, I don't know who did I get that fucking advice from. It's probably one of my homeboys. Definitely wasn't the woman that told me that. <laughs> one of my homeboys probably like, no, no, you keep being too nice, bro. You can't, you can't do all that. You can't give them all that in the first blah blah blah. blah. Which, in a, in a sense, yeah, you can't to the incorrect person. But I should never reserve who I am or try to like because. I feel like at the end of the day, I'm going to end up being who I naturally am later on. So I can't, you can't like fake it to do somebody else and think you're going to get this different person or something, you know, something like, I don't know, bro. I, I, that's probably, it's probably mixed advice for me. Cause like, I'm, 
some people deserve that and some people don't. You know, some people do deserve they don't some people don't deserve a good person. Some people don't deserve somebody that's you know, uh like nice and all that. Some people don't deserve some people deserve a fucking dog. Some people deserve somebody's gonna lie to them. So I get what the wisdom is coming from, but as far as me, like just off the break, off the break, just being an asshole to somebody, that ain't that ain't too good. That's not too good advice because I might have rubbed the wrong strings with somebody just off me, off the strength of me. Like, yeah, I'm being an asshole because that's I know women like women like assholes. Do, do women like assholes? Is that true? That's I mean, first let me just every time you tell me something like that, I always think of episode where Gina and Martin broke up and he felt like he had to be the man to be the asshole and she walked out the room and he went like Gina 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 oh. and he, looked like he was trying to be the asshole that he was taught that toughness and that just doesn't fly with a real woman I can't speak for women in general but a real woman is you don't have to be an asshole to her because she values and, and respects you as a man regardless but I, you know what? After watch, I'm always gonna refer to uh, New Jack City. But that was like my, it's still my favorite movie of all. He was an asshole all the way throughout that whole movie, and he, them women respected him. They would do stuff for Nino that you know you were looking like, damn, Charlie did all that. Are you serious? It was just that asshole in him that they kept clinging to. So I want to say TV made us believe that being an asshole is what women deserve, want and, and women feel like they deserve. Because G-Money, I'm telling you, I would have chose G-Money now versus then because Wesley had that authority of being an asshole and it was like women were clinging because he just like, fuck that shit. I'm an asshole. I know I am. I'm going to do this and do that. Women still came back no matter what. I mean, come on. Now you watch the movie, so you know what I'm saying. G-Money, yeah, just a yeah. nice little guy. Couldn't be an asshole because that just wasn't him. But guess what? He still lost out to the asshole. So maybe asshole just equates power and authority to some people. Me? Maybe. Maybe. I don't care for the asshole. I do like a brother that stands strong and firm, but an asshole, kind of think about it. Maybe I did. I probably did back then, not thinking. Now we're saying it, I probably did yeah. like assholes, not realizing that's what I was taught. Like, mm-hmm. asshole meant like mm-hmm. you know people respected him or he died of this or whatever they were saying now that I think about it like yeah he was an asshole wasn't he but that's a good ass <laughs> question not to answer do women like assholes because sometimes you, you think about it like you don't you don't go out to be like I'm looking for an asshole but then you think about the characteristics of an asshole you're like hold on I did fucking like a, he was like kind of like an asshole but I just didn't you didn't, you didn't look at it that way mm-hmm. when you in the moment you just like hold on this motherfucker was rude. Motherfucker opened the door for me. You know, he ain't doing none of that shit like that. So he was kind of like, you know, you, you think about it like, <clears throat> even in today's society, women pumping the gas and stuff, and a dude in the car, when it's like the dude in the car, it's cold outside, and you on your phone, and the girl pumping the gas. That is some arrogant shit right there. That is some asshole shit right there. Like, I don't, it? it's probably her. It's probably her car too. <laughs> you know that she driving. So like, I I never understand when I see that shit. When I go back to the city, I'd be like, damn. Like times really didn't change, bro. Like whole man could be in the car on his phone, no, no kid in the car, nothing like that. Woman out there pumping. The, I guess it's the narratives have changed, bro. Like you could just go out there. I mean, that's just how shit is now. But that's asshole behavior for me too. Because like, if you physically able or capable to do something, uh, that it's, pumping gas is not a man's role. But why wouldn't the fuck wouldn't you do it? You know. Got to blame. I'm gonna say this. You got to blame this new era of people with women empowerment. I told you before, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, 
I'm the breadwinner. I make the money. I die this and die to that. But then want to get out and pump the gas. I'm going to look at you like, bitch, you make the money, remember? Pump your own motherfucking gas. You keep reminding me you're the, <laughs> you're the, you're the one wearing the pants in this. So I'm going to let you mm-hmm. wear the pants when at every chance. And I'm not right. saying it funny, but I've noticed that that, well, I just always said, damn, he out there, he's sitting in the car, she pumping gas. But we don't know the dynamics. She probably belittles him. She's like we said, it's her car. She's the breadwinner. It's her house. She constantly reminds him, "Why well, I'm gonna go out and pump your gas when you remind me I'm living in your house. I'm driving your car. I'm eating your kids' snacks." So I mean, you know what I'm saying? So why would I get? I'm like, I'm not pumping your gas when you treat me like I'm one of your kids versus your mate. Now, if you said, "Hey," I, you know, you live. In, we we share this, and I make you feel like the man. And you know, you probably go out and pump the gas, but even like, I mean, come on, everybody knows she she runs shit, so let her run the gas. I mean, that's just how it is. She pull out her credit card. She do all this. She do all that. Now, like even when I was married, my husband never let me ask you get out and pump gas. I never knew how. I ain't gonna lie to you. My first time, I, I put the thing in. The, I'm telling you, I did wrong. I, <laughs> everything yeah, wrong. Wrong gas. I was ready to put the wrong gas in everything because I wasn't accustomed to doing certain things. But mm-hmm. the women of the day let you know. They boss bitches. They yeah. boss bitches. You got to be a boss <laughs> bitch and then want your man to do certain things for you because you're reminding yeah. him, I'm a boss bitch. All these songs these women are doing with the empowerment and this, this, and that, you're kind of setting yourself up for the failures that we as black women have or women period because we as black women, we set ourselves up for that, that failure because we keep trying to prove that we're in power. We don't need a man for nothing. Now, I'm going to tell you again, I need a man to change ties. I need a man to kill the mice in my house. I need a man to, you know, knock the spider down. Those are things, but I can't just say, hey, I need you for those things, but not these things. I have to give right. you, I have to be able to be the man, let you be the man in public, and you know, I might be the freak in the bedroom, but that's just a dynamic mm-hmm. we're supposed to have. Right, that's right, not right. what you're seeing anymore. That's make, that makes sense, and that's why so many failed relationships and failed everything nowadays because people don't, people overstepping their roles and trying to make you whatever role they want you to be, and that ain't yeah. that ain't gonna never work. And, and nobody gonna ever be forced to be a role what what they want them to be. You supposed to embrace your role, you know. That's how it's supposed to be, but yeah, times change though. Um, crazy you said that too. You know, I, I looked on someone on Instagram uh, two or three days ago, two days ago, and Neo said something. I ain't heard from Neo ever. Neo said something like. Um, Women, women, women want it both ways, or something like that. Because yeah. he said that, um, he said that, uh, what did he say? He said because the only way you- you're now tuned in to flavor in your ear, flavor in your ear.